Long Trip on a Short Day Raised €20,000 Article by Michael Tracy Members of the Carlow to Cork Tractors Club showed their determination to raise money for charity by once again holding their annual event in the run-up to Christmas. Working within the Covid restrictions and keeping members socially distanced, the club drove their vintage tractors down and back to Cork on Saturday the 19th of December. Everything went exactly as planned, said organiser Brendan Byrne. The 17-strong tractor group left Carlow at 3am and arrived in halfway Cork at 11.30am. After a brief stop for food, they headed back for Bagnallstown, arriving home at 10pm. There are usually some hiccups along the way, but thankfully this year they were kept to a minimum. There were no breakdowns, a couple of issues with flat batteries here and there, but nothing major, said Brendan. One driver had a hole in his diesel tank outside New Ross, and the running repairs involved a cocktail stick, which worked a treat. They said they were going to put a stick in it. I was like, what are you talking about? recalled a still incredulous Brendan. Who brings cocktail sticks on a tractor run? Although they were rarely called upon, MJ Farrell, Henry Jenkinson and Keith Whitford provided backup and breakdown support during the trip. MJ stayed behind us all day until we were back in Bagnallstown. That's something else, to be travelling at the speed we were going, 25 to 28 kilometres per hour. It's hoped that this year's event will raise up to €20,000 for the Children's Medication Research Foundation at Crumlin Hospital, a super achievement despite all the obstacles. There has been an abundance of donations through the club's website, tractorrun.com, and Brendan highlighted that the videos created by Richie Kavna of Gary Hill Productions had drawn many to the site. People can still donate, and it is hoped that COVID will not impinge on this year's run in June. Five Beavers Receive Top Scouting Award Article by Elizabeth Lee Five hard-working and committed beavers from the 5th Carlow Town Scouts Group were recently presented their Chief Scout Award at an open-air ceremony in Ducats Grove. Tiernan Doyle, Ross O'Boyle, Louis Feeney, Cara Shields and Rebecca O'Reilly were presented with their certificates by group leader Gail Scanlon. It was a very proud moment for the, all the Blue Tribe Beaver leaders because all five worked really hard on their badges at home in their own time when the beaver section was not meeting because of COVID-19 restrictions. Ross, Louis and Cara are the youngest in their families and their brothers and sisters have also gone through the Blue Tribe Beaver section already. Tiernan is the eldest of his family and had his twin brother present on the day to witness the special occasion. Section leader Oshin Keane said it was great that past members from the section were at the awards ceremony at Ducats Grove to see their younger brothers or sisters receive the highest accolade that a beaver scout can achieve. Boys and girls in the other beaver section, the Red Tribe, have also achieved their Beaver Chief Scout Awards and are waiting for the opportunity to formally receive them. To earn their Beaver Chief Scout Awards, the members had to complete certain skills or tasks in areas such as community or environment. Despite all the COVID-19 restrictions and lockdowns, 
The boys and girls in the 5th Carlow Town Scouts were kept busy when they completed scouting challenges via Zoom meetings and, when possible, in their scouts' den in Carlow Town. The 5th Carlow Town Scouts are always looking for adult leaders, so if you're interested in joining the scouting adventure, then get in touch by sending a message through their website at www.5thcarlowtownscoutgroup.ie eBay is driving huge demand for Carlo Firm's golf balls. Article by Suzanne Pender. Established to make golf more widely accessible, Carlo-based business Seed Golf Limited has reported a 300% increase in sales of its golf equipment since joining eBay Ireland earlier this year. Seed Golf founder Dean Clatt started the business in 2015 to create golfing accessories that made the game more affordable, more enjoyable and more accessible for more people. At the core of the business is the promise to provide an affordable product to consumers by selling directly through e-commerce streams. In doing so, the brand has managed to create and sell a high-performing product for half the price of bigger golf brands. Golf balls were the first product Seed Golf brought to the market in 2017. The business partnered with Enterprise Ireland, IT Carlo, Design Core, the Department of Aerospace Engineering and one of the leading golf ball design companies in the world to fine-tune its designs and prototypes. Five years on from the brand's inception, Seed Golf has proudly been named as the official golf ball of the PGA Euro Pro Tour and has six different ball designs for golfers to choose from. In January 2020, Seed Golf decided to join eBay to increase brand exposure and reach new customers. When we launched, our products were only available on our own website, said Dean. This year, we decided to expand our market reach. After researching the options, we decided eBay was the best marketplace for us to partner with. Since joining eBay, our marketplace sales have increased by over 300% and we have managed to expose the brand to more people, increasing our market penetration. In 2021, we plan to expand to other eBay markets and start exporting. The UK is a particular focus for us going into the new year. Like many businesses, it has been a tough year for Seed Golf. This year has been a roller coaster. Golf was quite badly affected by the lockdowns, but it was also one of the first sports to return once restrictions lifted. After lockdown, we found that there was a pent-up demand for golf products, and we've been kept busy as a result, said Dean. Golf courses all reported increased membership as well as increases in the number of rounds played, which has had a flow-on effect for sales here at Seed. The business plan is to build on the momentum of the last few months and Seed Golf is launching several new products on its eBay store. We have two new golf balls available, a red and green version of our current SD15 model and an indoor putting mat and trainer, which we developed during COVID-19 for those missing the green, Dean said. High Flying Family Launch New Irish Whiskey Article by Michael Godfrey An annual get-together involving two brothers and their cousin has resulted in a new business in Carlow. 
The Flying Tumbler, an authentic Irish whisky, is the brainchild of former inter-county footballer Tom Walsh and his brother Patrick from Ballytarson and Ernie and their cousin Eric Walsh. Tom has spent the last eight years working in North America. Patrick grew his own law firm in London, while Eric originally emigrated to Australia but is now based in Berlin. Each year, the trio, along with Patrick's wife Jen, would get together at Christmas or the New Year. For the past 15 years, it became a tradition which we all looked forward to. We would swap stories of where we had been. Like all good Irish gatherings, we would produce various drinks we had collected, said Tom. That got us all thinking about the possibility of starting our own business and creating a drink we could call our own. The Flying Tumbler is a world-famous bird who travels the world but always seems to be able to find its way home. A bit like ourselves. So what better name for the business, added Tom. Following three years of hard work and upwards of one million euro invested in the project, their first expression, as it is called in the business, the bird, was unveiled recently. We first thought about either a gin or a vodka, but there was nothing unique about them. They can be produced anywhere in the world. Irish whisky, by its very name, can only be produced in Ireland, and it has a worldwide reputation for quality. We want to grow the business globally, so that is why we eventually decided it had to be a new blend of whisky, said Tom. It is the blend that is all important. We are not your typical whisky entrepreneurs. What we are is bonders, blenders and bottlers, bringing back a lost art which existed in every town in Ireland in the past, he added. Now that their first batch of 1,500 bottles of the bird has been brought to the market, the Walshes hope to create up to 10 jobs over the coming year as they become more established. This isn't something that has happened overnight, said Tom. We first got serious about the business in 2017, but we believe we have the correct team in place to ensure the business reaches its full potential. Patrick has come back to Carlo to take care of the day operations, while Jen, who comes from a banking background, will look after finance. I am involved in sales, and Eric, who currently works in a creative house in Berlin, is our marketing director. We are not distillers, and we will never be that or build a distillery. We have created a unique blend for a specific niche market. That is our strength. It has been a slow process. In fact, initially, we were to launch this time last year, but the blend was not exactly what we wanted, so we held off until now. We have been extremely fortunate to have been able to partner with Seamus O'Hara and his team at Carlow Brewing Company, where the blending has taken place. In addition, we got tremendous support from Kieran Comerford and the local enterprise office. It is our intention to create 10 jobs over the next year and work closely with Carlow IT's brewing and distilling course, Tom highlighted. The bird is a blend of single grain and single malt whisky matured in ex-bourbon barrels and ex-oloroso sherry butts. We see it as being used as a whisky cocktail, said Tom. 300 bottles of the bird have been set aside to be sold locally. Predominantly, sales will be done online, 
but the new whisky can also be purchased in Carpenter's Off-Licence in Carlow and at the Wine Centre and Brewing Corner in Kilkenny. Propaganda and violence take centre stage in book about Ireland's bloody past. Article by Suzanne Pender. A Carlow College lecturer has just launched an illuminating and unique analysis of the political rivalry between all the major parties during Ireland's revolutionary years. Elaine Callanan's book, Electioneering and Propaganda in Ireland, 1917-21, Votes, Violence and Victory, has just been published by Four Courts Press. Elaine is currently the modern Irish history lecturer in Carlow College. But that's not her only connection to Carlow. Her mother, Eileen Doyle, hailed from Burren Street in the town, while her father, Johnny Callanan, was from Grey Cullen. Elaine and her family lived in Collection for almost 20 years, while her children were educated in the Gaelskull Oane Hursk and the Gaelkaloshte. The book examined the era where politicians, propagandists and their malicious supporters from the Irish Parliamentary Party, Sinn Féin, the Unionist Party and Labour Party instigated forceful election campaigns to promote ideologies and influence the minds of ordinary people. The goal was victory at the ballot box in by-elections, general elections and local government elections from 1917 to 1921. Carlo features a number of times throughout the book, particularly to showcase a town among 25 constituencies in 1918 that did not have an electoral contest and explains why this happened. Elaine's fascination with history and politics led to the publication of Electioneering and Propaganda in Ireland, 1917-21, Votes, Violence and Victory. In a past life, before I came to history, I worked in a public relations firm in Dublin called Wilson Hartnell PR, and when I came back to college later, and particularly in postgraduate studies, I was always interested in how outside influences and messages motivated people to act in particular ways, she says. History and political history also fascinated me, so my book is a marriage of those two interests. I also wanted to find out what changed the mind of the ordinary person back in the time of the revolutionary era, she adds. The 1917-1921 elections interested me because many today refer to the Easter Rising as the catalyst for change, but I questioned if it was just this that encouraged a lot of people at the time to switch allegiance from an established political party to a new and unknown one. What I found was that the publicity, or propaganda as it was called then, was powerful in its persuasion. And while there were military events like the Rising and War of Independence, not everyone was involved in those. Far more people were involved in the elections in casting a vote, so they impacted more on people than the military happenings. The 1918 election was the first modern election in Britain and Ireland, with its mass-media-style propaganda campaigns, systemization of electoral practice and democratization of the electorate. Dominant political parties battled for votes using diametrically opposed opinions on common themes, such as the Great War, conscription, the Easter Rising and partition, to uphold, condemn or highlight conflicting stances. 
These were the last all-island elections in Ireland, while there was also a vastly increased electorate because of the 1918 Representation of the People Act, which allowed men over 21 years and women over the age of 30 to vote and run as candidates. Elaine believes the outcome of the 1918 general election makes it the real foundation of contemporary Irish politics, because it inspired people to engage in decisions that subsequently altered the course of Irish history. Electioneering and Propaganda in Ireland, 1917-21, Votes, Violence and Victory, uncovers all of the political battles and the changes in voting systems, which also affected changes in political propaganda, candidate selection, fundraising, methods of propaganda, the themes used and the results of these elections. The book is available, or can be ordered, in all good bookstores or online at fourcourts.ie for €45. Euro.